So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 32 of So There. I'm Tom Karamitis. And I'm Gary Doyle. And uh, I think this is the first time we've ever actually recorded a podcast on a national holiday. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, they might someday make a national holiday out of the start of So There, perhaps. I remember a couple of years, or at least last year, I had suggested coming over to your house on Christmas morning, bright and early. To record a podcast in front of your family in the living room and just have them stare at us in disbelief, but no one went for that. Was that the one we ended up going to the So There Cabin? Yes, that's why we built the So There Cabin. So There Cabin is uh, sitting empty right now. If anybody would like to uh, rent it, um, talk to Tom and Gary. Write us at so there at yahoo.com and we will... Uh, Rented out to a listener at a very reasonable fee. It's it's cozy. It's got a sleeping loft. It has a fireplace, and it's delightful. And if you remember, it has a uh, Steinway Baby Grand as well. That's where Meat Boat was arranged, I believe. Right, right. Which, um, you know, speaking of national holidays, it, it, some think that may become our national anthem. Meat Boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people have talked about God Bless America becoming our new national anthem because the Star Spangled Banner is so hard to sing. But I don't know. Well, I do think, uh, it, you know, I, th- I think you and I in our own way have observed this Independence Day. I know uh, I, we did some, some, we got the graphics department to come in on, on a holiday. I think yesterday, July 3rd, was actually a holiday. And we had the graphics department come in over time. A lot of people have off the day before the Fourth of July, but not our graphics department. No, <laughs> they don't. They don't get a day off. So we had a bit of a uh, bit of a panic in the So There graphics department. We decided we wanted to update the So There logo for to for Independence Day. Yeah, uh, and to just really for our Facebook friends uh, who will who will see it in the next day or so. Right. This is our um, this is our eighteen person offshore crew, isn't that right? Our eighteen person graphic design department. Yeah, most are in Mumbai, uh, and we have a few in, in in South America somewhere as well. Right. Uh, and uh, right, we're up we're up emailing them at four in the morning because that's ten a.m. in Mumbai. <laughs> but they but, created um, they created our logo, which. Uh, uh, which if you clicked on this via Facebook um, or Twitter, then you saw the logo that are signed. We're pretty proud of it. You know, speaking of logos, Tom. Yeah. Um, you know, perhaps this would be a good time to uh, talk about one of our sponsors, a sponsor who's at the center of customization. You name it, they brand it. T-shirts, check. Coffee mugs, check. Customized AirPods, Check. Apparel is the perfect complement to your brand, and Midwest Promotional Group gives you access to most any type for a very affordable price, Tom. Branded merchandise helps build business relationships for any size business, big or small, be it client gifts, 
employee events, or trade show giveaways with Midwest Promotional Group. You can access top retail brands such as Under Armour, North Face, Patagonia, Callaway, Yeti. Did, did I pronounce that right? I think so. Yeti, Richardson, and more. Next time you may need some branded merchandise work done, check out shop.midwestgrp.com slash Tim. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this. Shop dot midwestgrp.com slash tim tim lay he is one of their experienced sales guys and a good friend of the show is he a friend of yours tom yes he's been a friend of mine as long as he's been a friend of yours days yeah. gone by at the leo burnett company right so check his site out uh tim responds quickly and is ready to simplify your life by handling your next branded merchandise need so if your business is in need of any kind of fully customizable solutions head on over to shop.midwestgrp.com slash tim maybe uh we can uh get some branded so they're branded uh armor under armor wear for our overworked graphics department in mumbai all so right, it's uh, so it's Independence Day. It is Independence Day. I uh, uh, it's a little bit subdued here in 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 my town. No fireworks, no parades or anything. Um, I've been spending a lot of time thinking and and and, and watching uh, you know watching uh, the news and press conferences and 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 something occurred to me this morning when I was watching one of these um, press conferences. I don't know if it was. Governor Cuomo in New York, or who it was with, but I, they always, no matter who's talking, uh, what what government official is talking, they always have the ubiquitous sign language person next to them, and and it kind of makes me think: Are there really that many people who who would need to read the sign language to know what's going on? Because I thought, you know, the state of the art on cap closed captioning right now is pretty damn good. You know, wouldn't that be easier than seeing some some guy in a little box or some woman in a little box gesticulating and doing all of these sign things? Is that, what do you think? Do you do you agree with that? Is it is it feel like it's a little bit unnecessary? Well, I think the key word of what you just said was gesticulating, because if you look at some of these people, they're they're really into it. They're really into it, and you almost wonder if they want it to be about them. You know, they're not just signing, but they're they're making a big show of it. You know, and uh, I don't know. Is is it like one of those? Um, you know how the the uh, you know in in our business when when somebody wants to be a principal, they find a way to get their face in front of the camera so they get paid to be a principal. This is a little production talk here for the. For the layman, um, but uh, but I, I get that feeling about the sign language people sometimes that they want to be the they want to be the governor Cuomo, not Governor Cuomo. Yeah, I, I also find uh, that what you're what you're describing the the, the wild gesticulations are, are very distracting. I find myself looking at them more sometimes than listening to the message, and I also start to wonder. Um, 
What do they do when the speaker that they're signing is, is going too fast? Do they start just chopping stuff out? Do they stop? Do they start like editorializing or just dropping out sentences or phrases? You know, there's, it, I, I don't doubt that it's a, a very, very challenging uh, thing to undertake. But I just find that to your point, yeah, they, they, they seem to be a little, little broad, a little over the top. Uh, uh, to use your example, you hire an extra uh, for a commercial and you pay them $400 for the day and they become hell-bent on doing something in the background that gets them elevated to a principal performer status and therefore earning them thousands of dollars in residuals. And usually when somebody spots that ploy, the extra is then relegated to the far, far distant background. Yeah, you want to say to these people, I mean, you, you wouldn't say this to them because as you said, they're performing a valuable public service, but some of them you want to say to them, hey, it's, it's not about you. You know, it's not about you. It's like if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're playing, let's say the if the you know the Rolling Stones are playing and they're playing a song like, uh, uh, like um, what's the song that has a "Please allow me to introduce myself." Oh, Sympathy for the Devil. So the Rolling Stones, let's say they're playing Sympathy for the Devil, and the, there's a there's bongos in that song. Right. If you listen to the intro, there's kind of a bongo mm -hmm. piece. And it's like if the if the Rolling Stones were playing that song live, and the bongo player was up there just going, you know, upstaging Mick Jagger. You know, Mick Jagger's doing his thing, but the bongo player in the background is just. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I just I feel like the the sign language person is the equivalent of the typesetter, right? The, their service has been replaced by technology. And much as typesetters had to find kind of new things, you know, new skills or whatever, had to be, you know, find other things they could do. I, I, think, I, I think closed captioning works better than sign language because it doesn't require the deaf person to learn a whole nother language understanding signs, right? All they have to do is read the text on the bottom of the screen. So I... I have little sympathy for peop sign people. For people do, you have who do you have sympathy for the devil? Well, that was my and scene. That was my segue for you. Um, do, you put, I, I, do you put on closed captions in your television shows and movies? I do all the time. No. I put I them on for British accent shows. I put them on for all kinds of shows because I, I struggle to uh, hear dialogue. It's very interesting. It never even dawned on me to do that, but that's, I like that. I do it a lot. My whole family makes fun of me. Um, Tom, speaking of Independence Day, what does Independence Day mean? Why do they call it that? Is are you setting me up for some sort of... No, I just want to, quick question. Why, why is it called Independence Day? Because it was the it was at the it was the day and let's see it was the day the, uh, the the United States declared independence from from who from England from the King of England. Okay, pretty good. What's the real answer? No, I just wanted to make sure you knew that. That was my question. I wonder if you asked how many Americans why is it called Independence Day. I wonder how many would know. What do you think other answers would be? Um, well, hey, man, because, like, 
we're an independent country and it'd be like a good day to like you know say to the world hey man we're independent and so we're gonna have this day we're calling independence day some people might say that some might say so hey man there was a great movie about 20 years ago called independence day with will smith and he like Save the world from these aliens, man. It was cool. And so it was such a big movie that now we celebrate Independence Day every 4th of July, man. My wager would be that, that 25% of Americans would know what Independence Day is and why it's called that. That's my guess. Yeah, perhaps. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think perhaps more prevalent, well, I'm not going to say it. I'm not, I'm not going to disparage some states, but some parts of the country, perhaps it would. The same states, perhaps, that, that sponsored these, these COVID parties. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was one. Maybe that's a question they should have asked as they came into the party as well. We had our, our, we had our remote COVID party. It was called our COVID podcast. Revered by our listeners. Uh, do you know the name of the group that adopted, that wrote the Independent Direct Declaration of Independence? Do you remember the group? You mean in uh, the, the the U.S. group? What was it called? I don't. The Second Continental Congress. No. So there. Just because you are a university professor on the side, all right, don't go all brainiac on me, all right? Don't try to ridicule Tom Karamitis. Tom Karamitis may not be book smart, all right? Tom Karamitis is people smart. I just thought it could stump you if I hit that. I hit you with it's that. It's not hard want, to stump me. I just want to see if I could stump you. Like, uh, here's another thing. If you ask people, just in general, if you ask them and say, hey, is there a 4th of July in England? And most people go, no. No, there's not. But there is a 4th of July. Just like there's a 5th of July and a 3rd of July. But most people go, hey, no, man. No, that's the U.S., man. I feel like this is the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> and that's saying something. So I had an idea for a reality show, and I'm going to put it out there on the pod because I think it's such a novel idea. I think anyone with the means to create new television shows should be able to take this and, and make something out of it. I call it, you ready for this? I call it Battle of the Mystery Predators. All right. Picture a steel cage match where you pit animals that would never actually meet in nature to have some kind of steel cage match slam down, all right? I'll give you an example. Python versus polar bear, all right? Or maybe scorpion versus piranha. Animals, creatures that would never actually meet in real life. And you'd have a panel, like you'd have like Simon Cowell and Paula Abdul, maybe Sean Spicer, and they could, they could wager, right? They could make predictions and wager on which animal will become victorious, all right? Battle of the Mystery Predators. 
Now, obviously, animal rights groups would not approve of this. So I would think what we do is, you know, we stop the battle before any real damage is ever inflicted. I just like the idea of animals sizing up a creature that they would never actually ever set eyes upon in their natural lives. You know, this exists somewhat already and has for years. Really? Yeah. You mean my idea is not my idea? It's not quite the same as your idea, but it's 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 a derivation of it. Cockfight. Cockfights. Dogfighting. Dogfights. Cockfighting. Yeah. But cocks and dogs uh, have, have run into each other in real life. Dogs recognize other dogs, but would a dog know what to do if he ran into a, you know, I don't know, a, a hammerhead shark in a, in, in a pool of, of, of shallow water? Probably not. See, this is where I didn't, I fell off a little bit with your idea and, and, and didn't grasp the concept because one of your examples was a python. And a polar bear. Uh, and a no, it would no. It was it was a python and a piranha. No, it was a scorpion and a piranha. All right, scorpion is a, a scorpion. Desert okay, right. So a scorpion lives on land in the desert and sand, and a piranha lives in the water. How would they fight each other? All right, I've got an answer for that. All right, you create a little like terrarium type of situation, like with little little rocks and a little little shallow water, enough for the piranha to be in there, and the scorpion's kind of hanging out on the beach, and then you know. One thing leads to another, as they say in the animal kingdom. <laughs> animal kingdom. <laughs> it comes time to to not only deal with the, uh, the, the, the utter shock of seeing this creature that, f- to the animals, might as well be an, animal, an, an alien from another planet, right? But then to try to strategize. How does the polar bear strategize against the python? Well, that's what people like Simon Cowell would talk about. <laughs> um... I think there's something in there, all right? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll one-up that. I'll, as, they say, as they say in advertising, I'll build on that. Um, how about two robots fighting it out? Like you, each person would design their own robot, which is not that far from reality now, robots. Of course, robots exist, but, but if you created fighting robots and then set them loose in a cage... Um, that would be a fascinating competition because you'd have to design your robot to fight. And here would be a good idea for a movie, fighting robots, and you design a robot to fight and destroy another robot, but then the robot gets out of the cage and the, and replicates into other robots that because they've been trained to fight, now take over the world and and, and annihilate the human race. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. It starts as like a little cockfighting ring, and then the experiment goes awry. Morphs into kind of an Independence Day thing. Although I will tell you, I think there, has, there have been shows where, where people design robots and the robots do battle with each other. You know what? You just don't like it when I try and build on your idea. That's not true at That's all. That's your insecurity showing. No. Your no. insecurity showing. So Fine. If you, want, if, you, if you want to do that idea, it's been done already. All right? Mystery Predators has not been done yet. But... The robot thing, there was, yeah, they, these guys would create uh, robots and they would have some kind of attack. They would throw a ball or something or have spikes to take out the other robot's tires and they would have, and they'd all be remote controlled by some, you know, 15 year old kid and the, the, the robots would, would, would do battle. And these are, these are not robots like, you know, giant six foot tall things. These are kind of motorized carts that have some kind of attack mechanism on them. 
I'm wondering if we should release this epi- episode because somebody is going to do this. Somebody will hear this and do it. But that's I, I set it up that way. That's okay. I think it's our little public service for America on the day that America gained independence. I'm, thro- I'm giving an idea out that Gary Doyle built upon, admittedly. And I have a feeling Sean Spicer would be available. Paula Abdul would be available. Uh, For sure. Simon Cowell. We could always replace Simon Cowell with somebody like, I don't know. Who would Char- be, uh, Charles Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> somebody else that could be mean and critical. And opinionated. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom, has uh, getting back to Independence Day, has uh, it's there seems to be... A lot of early fireworks this year, a lot of um, pre-4th of July fireworks the last week or two going off. People setting off lots of bombs and, uh, and, and, and things like that. Is that, is that true in, in your neighborhood? Yeah, not as much as I thought. I would expect. I would have expected more last night. I, I've this past week. I've heard a few things going off in the evening. I would expect tonight will be uh, more of that. How about in, in Bucolic Lake Bluff? Yeah, yeah, we've had some. I, I, I think people are, are bored. They're bored in their in their homes from being inside with COVID the last three or four months, and they just wanna they want to go outside and set off some bombs and some and some Roman candles. Are the Doyles fireworks people? Do you light and set off your own fireworks? No, uh, no, uh, we're not. Um, there's some good video of uh, of of me lighting some snakes. Remember snakes? Oh, magic snakes, those black things. Yeah, snakes. Oh, I love those. And smoke bombs. Um, but no, nothing, nothing major. Nothing like the amateur shows that some people put on in neighborhoods. You know. Yeah, I, I've never. I'm always. I've always been terrified of fireworks. I always hear those stories about somebody blowing off a thumb or something, and. Um, like Michael, uh, oh no, uh, uh, who is that lineman? The NFL lineman, Pierre. Oh, uh, Jean. Uh, yeah, he's got the um, John Pierre Paul or John yeah. Paul John Pierre. Yeah, blew off his thumb, right? <laughs> blew off his thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there. Yeah. Uh, I have a little thing. Okay, go. All right. All right. Little thing. Tom has a little thing. I've got a little thing. That's a a devastatingly effective lead-in, by the way. (laughs) Coming up next. Tom's little thing. A little thing. (laughs) My little thing is a phrase I feel like right now we really need to retire, and that phrase is game changer. (laughs) I started to hear it on a Wayfair commercial about a year ago, um, almost as irritating as the um, the noun as verb phenomenon. Game changer, uh, but but game changer, and now you hear it on all of the you know it's all of these the, the medical people are talking about you know um, uh, a vaccine is being uh, this this could be a real game changer. It's just too much. Game changer, and it's not a game. Usually, it's not used about a game. It's not yeah. used about a sport. It's, right. it's used for no, something. Right. It's not a sport. Right. Or a game like the search for a COVID cure. Right. <laughs> yeah, this could be a game changer. Episode thirty-two could be a game changer. How about another one that should be retired is double down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down. Am I gonna apologize for, uh, for that racist comment I made? Nope. I'm gonna double down. <laughs> I just ran over somebody in my car. Oops. I'm gonna back up and run over him again. 
That's called doubling down. <laughs> that that needs to be retired. Yeah. Perhaps you, America, could submit some phrases you think needs to be retired. This seems like a fertile subject. If you'd like to uh, to send us some suggestions about that or anything, you can send us uh, your comments or emails to so there at yahoo.com you know um that's a good idea i uh <laughs> we don't get sending us email for anything we we uh your des your desperation is showing i know we don't get uh, sad we don't get much email anymore we're yesterday's news we were never news in the first place but now we truly are <laughs> yesterday's news and in the world of podcasting that's a game changer Uh, <laughs> so double down, America, and write us a letter. Well, America, be very careful tonight if you're lighting off fireworks. Or Don't blow off your thumb. Yes, like Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and until next time, this is Tom and Gary saying, So there!